the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And Merry March Madness, the greatest month of the year, has officially arrived, Lundy. And uh, conference tournaments are about to begin in full swing uh, at the mid-major level. Uh, we saw the Central Connecticut State pulled off the upset last night against Fairleigh Dickinson. That was the first conference tournament game of this season. And now we got three additional leagues getting underway. The Atlantic Sun, the Horizon, and the Patriot, the Patriots uh, League as well. I think Colgate, uh, that might as well be the uh, Raiders Invitational because I think they're going to run away with the, the clear-cut favorite in that league. Not a whole lot of value in selecting uh, a team there. I think Liberty, uh, plus 130 right now at BetMGM, and the Atlantic Sun is going to take it. They are the odds-on favorite. But let's go to the horizon because I think there is potential for upheaval and upsets in that league, and I'm going to toss out my favorite of the bunch, and I'm going to go with Northern Kentucky at four to one to get the automatic berth in that exercise. Uh, this is a team that is seven and two over their last nine games, and since February first, number eight in the nation in offensive rebounding percentage, generating a second chance, thirty six point six percent of their possessions. They're shooting fifty four point seven percent inside the arc, and over 37% outside of it during that span. So they play like a, a Huggy Bear style of ball, a lot of pressure defense, which coaxes a ton of steals. Uh, they get after, like I said, on the offensive glass, and they rain from outside. So that is a team, given their chaotic style, uh, that could be a really difficult out, especially with a quick turnaround. So give me Northern Kentucky in the Ryzen League at plus 400 among those three conference tournaments getting underway to squeeze out the most juice among all of those eligible offerings. What are your thoughts, uh, whether Patriot League, whether the Horizon League, or whether the Atlantic Sun is, is your favorite uh, now that we are in March, London? Oh. Brad, you are you're 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 missing out on a great payday, brother. You're missing <laughs> out. You're gonna go like twenty five to one with something just outlandish, nope. aren't you? Nope, nope. I will take plus five fifty on the Mastodons, my friend. Oh, We're going yeah. Purdue, Fort Wayne. They yeah. have won nine games in I a know. row. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because I've been including them in some of my like you know, three to five leg parlays over the course of the last couple of <laughs> weeks. And they have been freaking automatic, dude. I have been loving the fact that I'm pulling odds with the Mastodons and turning it into cash in the uh, in in my parlays. So I'm going to roll with the team that's been putting some cash in my account lately. Uh, like I said, they've won nine in a row uh, and they sit right up there uh, near the top of the standings. They've got their what, like 20 and 10, I think, is their overall record. Uh, so I'm rolling with IPFW. Uh, I'm going with Purdue Fort Wayne, my friend. Yeah, you and producer Drew from the Sirius XM Faith the Noise show uh, here at Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, he's been making some bank, too, on those Mastodons. So, yeah, um, I, I hear you a lot of clear, but for 550, me. 550, baby, 550. I like Northern Kentucky, 4 to 1. 4 to 1. Oh, whatever, That's my you're pick. lame. I'm sticking with you're it. You're lame. Stick with I'm sticking with producer Drew. We're marching down the road like Dorothy and the Scarecrow. Uh, riding elephants, apparently. 
that is a Mastodon, if I'm uh, staying correctly. So. Well, if I've had enough drinks, I'm riding the elephant. <laughs> well, actually, am I maybe some other hallucinogenic drugs uh, nearby in your neck of the woods there in Colorado. Uh, that could definitely turn the trick uh, if you're looking to ride whether those elephants are likely purple or pink colored. With that, let's get to it on this Taco Tuesday with another spicy edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's drop the puck and make some bucks. How we do yesterday, Lundy? I know it was a light slate, a little bit deeper amount of offerings here on this Tuesday, but uh, give me a review and give me your selection as well on the ice tonight. Well, last night featured, uh, we had, uh, or yesterday, we had a Vancouver in New Jersey, and I said to take the over uh, on the six goals. I said that I thought they would score eight or nine. Uh, they scored nine. Um, and if you recall, I also in bonus time said, if Thatcher Demko plays, take Vancouver. If they if he doesn't, uh, then stay far, far away. Uh, they did not start Thatcher Demko, uh, and uh, they ultimately had to pull the goaltender and put Demko in uh, because Halak gave up six goals on 14 shots. Uh, that sucks. Uh, so New Jersey took care of business, but most importantly, they hit the over for us. Let's go to a plus odds bet for uh, tonight, the Minnesota Wild are at home. They are taking on the Calgary Flames, and uh, I'll I'll roll with uh, Minnesota. Now they they opened up actually with a decent play uh, to where you could get them uh, at pretty solid odds on the uh, on the money line at plus one hundred. Here's what's crazy at BetMGM, which is where I pulled it at plus one hundred. If you go over to DraftKings. They're actually a minus 115. So for whatever reason, BetMGM's given me some juice, and I'm going to take it. Plus 100 odds for Minnesota at home. Um, they just lost to Calgary on, uh, let me think, was it Sunday? I think it was Sunday. They just lost, and they got embarrassed. So they are going to, or Saturday, excuse me. So uh, Calgary won 7-3 to three on Saturday. Minnesota's got to be pissed that that happened. They are 16-4-1 at home. So I'm going to take Minnesota at home. And folks, shop it because BetMGM's yeah. going to give you plus odds. Yeah, get seduced. Get enraptured by the juice. Number four. All right, let's move on to the NBA, and we're going to live in the land down under on Mr. October. Hopefully, it's not going to be Mr. March. Reggie Jackson of the L.A. Clippers, and we're zeroing in on points. Uh, the line is set at 20 and a half, and I will pay the extra juice here at minus 125 at DraftKings on this under against the Houston Rockets. Yes, Houston is hopeless. They are hapless. They are pushovers. And last time out, uh, just on Sunday, uh, Jackson went out for 26 against the Rockets, extinguishing uh, the back end of that franchise. But earlier uh, this season, they went for a dozen points. Uh, that was uh, in the middle of February, on February 17th, against the same Houston team. Uh, he has been over this number only four times in his last 15 games, Lundy. Uh, and in his last 10, he's averaging 17.7 points per game. I go Again, I know that Houston's one of the worst in the league in terms of adjusted defensive efficiency, but this number is just too high. I think the recency bias is really getting baked in with the algo, and it's got uh, you know an inflated number here in front of us. So fade or follow under Reggie Jackson, 20.5 points at Houston, minus 125 at DraftKings. 
Well, I'm following on this one. A couple of reasons. You already talked about what he's done um, in terms of the matchups against Houston, going back on the 17th where he only had 12. He only went over um, three times in the entire month of February. But most importantly, if you dive into that 26-point effort on Sunday that he had against Houston, uh, by the way, you think these two teams are sick of each other yet? Yeah. Um, uh, the 26. Brad, he took 21 shots. Yeah. That, that's just that, – that's not, that's not normal. Is that that's sustainable? He's, he's, it's not – exactly. He's not going to continue to pop – um, you know, 20 plus shots in a game. Um, and because of that, I think that's the reason why, as you just said, the recency bias is getting baked into the algorithm. I don't see him jacking up that many jumpers uh, again in this contest tonight. And again, like I said, you're talking about the third time these guys have played each other in the last, you know, two and a half weeks. They're sick of this. Uh, they're ready to move on and play somebody else. Uh, I think Jackson uh, tucks underneath this. I think he finishes closer to 16. Yeah, kind of like me, uh, sick of reading everything in regards to Major League Baseball. Just get a deal done already! And keep breaking shots, Reggie Jackson. Number three. All right, let's move to the world of college basketball. And uh, we're going to dig deep here because nobody's thinking about this team remotely. Not even the fine people in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm talking about the Cornhuskers. Uh, who are the dregs of the keg right now in the Big Ten, and for good reason. But I am going to think rosy and think positive with the Huskers, and I'm going to take the over on 67.5 team total points at the Ohio State, minus 115 at DraftKings. Lenny, the Huskers are one of the fastest teams in the country, number 14 in the nation, and adjusted tempo. And they have been over this 67.5 team total line in five of their last six uh, earlier this season against the Buckeyes. They put up 79 in a loss. And this is a team that's really been filling it up. 1.107 points per possession scored since February 1st. It's in the, inside the top 50 nationally. They're shooting 38.6% from along the perimeter during that duration. And you look at Ohio State. I said they got Purdue problems. And this is a team that I will certainly be fading come in state tournament time. They are now number 98 and adjusted defensive efficiency right there in a similar vicinity as the Boilers are number 101 in that category. And over the last month, uh, even worse, Lundy, number 148, an effective field goal percentage D. So uh, you got a forgiving defense. You got a brisk pace expected. And Nebraska has been burning the nets. Yeah, they're probably going to get their clocks cleaned and DDT'd in this game and lose by 15-plus. Uh, but garbage time, well, it all counts the same. I think uh, Nebraska will continue to be on the attack and wind up surpassing the big 7-0 in this contest. So fade or follow, Huskers over 67.5 team total points at Ohio State, minus 115 at DraftKings. Yeah, somebody asked me, they said, how, how do you get the, the vote of confidence for your basketball coach when the team is that bad? And I said, it's Lincoln. All they care about is what happens at Memorial Stadium. They're not paying <laughs> any attention to And they're not good there either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're trying, to get, they're trying to get the football team fixed first. Then they'll move on to the other problems that they have. Uh, I'm going to follow on this one. I think they get up above this. You already gave all the stats on Nebraska, but uh, Ohio State has also allowed three straight opponents to get up over this number. Yeah. So uh, this isn't just about what Nebraska's pace is. It's about what you just said, the Purdue problem with Ohio State. Um, they're allowing teams to score, um, and, and like I said, have in the last three games. So I'm over on this one. Uh, and look, uh, if you're a Husker fan, they'll eventually figure out basketball, but it might be like 2032 by the time they do it. Yeah, I got to have a lot of heavy bag drops there uh, by the coaching staff, <laughs> and maybe they'll get around to it. But 
Oh, sack up, Huskers, and get over the hump. We need you to get to 68 tonight. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in college basketball plus bonus time in the NHL, the NBA, and, of course, it's friggin' March. More college hoops. Number two. All right, let's get to the battle of the Wolverine State here, Lundy. And I'm going to side with the visiting squad because green is the color of money. And it's also uh, what is adorning the jerseys of Sparty. And it's going to be a Sparty party in Ann Arbor. So give Michigan State plus four and a half uh, against the Jawan Howardless Wolverines. Now, Michigan backs against the wall. They really need this game. Uh, to solidify their standing inside the selection committee room here uh, less than 10 days away from selection Sunday. Uh, and this is a team that you know, could add another resume win, and you know Michigan State would certainly qualify as a quadrant one. Uh, Michigan, since February 1st, 1.135 points per possession score. That's number 34 in college basketball, shooting 54.1% inside the arc. However, outside of the arc, a miserable 29.3% over that span and defensively at home this season, uh, they are number 204 and effective field goal percentage D in Michigan State balanced team uh, top 50 nationally in offensive and defensive efficiency on the road. According to Bart Torvik uh, the biggest downside for this Tom Izzo team. A lack of toughness on the glass. And, you know, I worry about the matchup against Hunter Dickinson and Musa Diabate and mistake prone. Uh, they are beleaguered often by turnovers, and they need to clean up their act a little bit. But still, I think four and a half is too many points. I think it's going to be a final possession game. Uh, Michigan may wind up winning this thing, but if they do, it's going to be by a bucket. So I will take the four plus the hook here (laughs) on the Michigan State Spartans in Ann Arbor, minus 110 at FanDuel. Fade or follow? I will fade my friend in this uh battle between these two here's the thing um the home team uh seven and oh against the spread in the last seven times these two teams have played so i'm just gonna roll with the home court uh and and i think i look i know that the color of money frequently uh is sticking out of the uh very uh well endowed pockets of mr tom izzo as we know he is well paid (laughs) he's well endowed i had no idea (laughs) his his pockets are endowed with cash brad that's where we were going okay that's where we were going get your mind out of the gutter get your mind out of the gutter you leave tom izzo out of this um no he is uh we know that he is well paid as a head coach and it's because he can have success as soon as that calendar turns over to March. But I think this is going to be more of a struggle for him. Um, I am expecting Michigan to be able to cover Michigan state. zero and four against the spread their last four road games. And in fact, the last road, win they had straight up, Brad, they barely beat Maryland, barely beat Maryland. So I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Michigan wins this. I think it's going to be tight, but I think we're going to see some free throws down the stretch. Michigan pulls away, wins it by six. Oh, rivalry game. Uh, Step up to the plate and knock one out of the damn park, please. Michigan State Spartans. Uh, All right. We got another play yet to go. Number one. Yeah, and it's a doozy, folks, here at Numero Uno. A rarity that I am going to toss out a parlay as my top play of the day, but we're going to that well. Uh, tonight's a great night for Moneyline Parlays, Lundy. I may have like six of them already logged in on the old Google spreadsheet, which you can check out on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Make sure you follow Lundy there as well, at Nate Lundy. Uh, we're going to go with three heavyweights here uh, on Moneyline. So all they got to do is win straight up. Give me Purdue 
to get a critical win on the road in Madison against Wisconsin with Big Ten title hopes for both teams on the line. And maybe the Boilers will do me my Illini a solid and get that victory as well. So be a three-locked-in race with those squads. Give me Villanova at home against Providence. And then give me Arizona on the road at USC. Uno, dos, tres, all three of those hit, plus 214 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Why do I like Purdue? Uh, size matters, and they got a lot of it. Uh, you want to talk about uh, well-endowed and girthy? Uh, that's what the Boilers possess with Zach Eady, Travion Williams, and that is a matchup problem for the Wisconsin Badgers, who've really not played well at home at times, uncharacteristically this season. Number 159 effective field goal percentage defense, and number 268 in effective field goal percentage offense for the Badgers uh, inside the Kohl Center. Uh, Purdue, uh, the most electric offensive team in college basketball since January 1st, number one in adjusted offensive efficiency. And they're getting a ton of second-chance opportunities to boot, and that will be the difference in this one for the Boilers to get the victory. The Lenovo's a heavy favorite, and it's shocking to some people the number is as large as it is at 9.5 against Providence. But, again, the Friars are the luckiest team in college basketball. We're looking at shot quality or KenPalm.com, and Nova at home this season, the second most efficient offense in the nation. They're shooting 42.1% from distance uh, inside their friendly confines. Uh, Much like the first game, I think it's going to be triples raining down and getting to the free throw line early and often and cashing it. They were 20-26 at the charity stripe, Lundy, in their 89-84 victory inside the Dunkin' Donuts Center uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And then Arizona, far superior in every facet of the game compared to SC, which I think has a bloated and inflated record. Uh, SC has really struggled in the perimeter D area. So Kresha, uh Matherin, and Larson, I think, are going to have some crucial buckets in this game to get Arizona the victory. By the way, the Wildcats, 8-3 and three away from Tucson, shooting 55.4% inside the arc in their top 25 of the nation and offensive and defensive efficiency uh, stats on the road. So, again, Purdue, Villanova, Zona, all you got to do is win straight up, and we're cashing plus 214 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. You've been on a run with parlays. I've been on a run with parlays. Basically, if you've been hanging out with us on the podcast uh, in the last week or paying attention to social media, uh, you're winning on some parlays. So I just I'm I got blind faith, dude. I, I'm I'm rolling with you on this <laughs> yeah. one because because last week, look, uh, we both were absolutely in fuego last week um, when it came to college basketball parlays, and the trick was to just roll with some of the simple money lines. And in some cases, I was taking like big time favorites. But when you put enough of them together or you toss in one that you got a good gut feel about, you get yourself a really solid payday. This is a pretty damn good plus odds for just a simple three-legger um, with Purdue, Villanova, and, and Arizona. I mean, a, a lot of times if you put together a three-legger, it's going to be down in the you know 140 to 170 range. So the fact that this one's uh, uh, doing as, as solid as it is at a plus 214, yeah, I'm in. Look at the run you've been on, man. I'll follow. I'll follow. Now, then again— Last night or on, on on the pod, oh. I said that we needed to follow DeMar DeRozan until he bucked us. Well, he bucked he us. He bucked us, yep. So, you know, don't – hey, Brad, don't buck this up, okay? <laughs> I, I shall try not to. And we also got bucked by the Cowboys of Wyoming yeah, last yeah. night. Dude, which... I took them – I took them on an alt line at plus six and a half, and yep. they lost by seven. Yep. Jerks. Yeah, hey, I had it at uh, plus five and a half on that alt line. I took the second half line. 
which was minus one and a half. How the hell does Mensa hit six consecutive free throws, a guy that was shooting well, just over 50%? More, I, I actually would go back with another question. How did Ike miss that many layups in the second half? Oh, he half? did. He had, I can, I can think off the top of my head, Brad, of four that he had point blank in the paint that he missed. That he hit the side of the rim, or he didn't judge uh, it. That off was the Mensa, backboard. man. Mensa was also deflecting yes. shots. Was in his head. I mean, yeah. that's what they he does. He's one of the in, premier. They got up in ek. Ek looked like absolute garbage in about the final nine minutes of that game, and that's actually what cost Wyoming. They're going to have to look at some film. They're going to have to work with him before tournament time, or that's going to happen to him again because. They just drew up the book on how you slow down EK for sure. Oh, come on, my Cowboys. Get your crap together, oh, that man. Was, that, was so, that was so obnoxious. I had a seven-legger, dude, and that was the only leg I missed. Well, the good with the bad. I mean, the good was that North Carolina impossibly covered in overtime. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that, was, uh, that was ridiculous. I would agree with you. I would agree with you there. You want a little bonus time? Oh, let's get to it. Bonus time. What else you got? Uh, I got a two-legger for you in hockey. We're going to alt-line two of the totals. Uh, Colorado is at home against the Islanders. I, I like them for over uh, at six, which is where it sits as of tape time. I'm going to back that one down to five and a half, and then I'm also going to pair that with an early game. Uh, New Jersey and Columbus, we're going to take it from six and a half down to five and a half. So both of those games, Colorado and the Islanders, uh, the Devils and the Blue Jackets, both of those over five and a half. That payday is a plus 165 at BetMGM. And then they have a bonus for you at DraftKings. You know how they do the odds boosts uh, every day. Uh, and one of those posted up today, plus 175 for Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, to score a goal. That's all we need is a goal. This guy has goals in four out of his last five home games. Uh, They're playing Calgary, as I mentioned, because this is the Minnesota contest we were just talking about. And he just scored so that even though Minnesota lost seven to three on Saturday, he had one of those three goals. Uh, And that was on the road at Calgary. Now he's back at home. Um, he is he is one of the main reasons that Minnesota um, is surprising a lot of people this season. So Kirill Kaprizov, anytime goal, he's got 24 on the season. I say he picks up number 25 tonight, and DK has it boosted to plus 175. Oh, that's sexy. Absolutely love it. All right, let's go to the NBA. Uh, throw in one more player prop. Give me the under on Trey Young, two and a half main triples, minus 110 against the Celtics. Uh, he's gone four, two, and zero. Uh, from way downtown against Boston this season. So he's been over only once in three games. Uh, He's coming off that enormous uh, contest last time out in which he dropped 41. Uh, But, you know, he's averaged in in the month of February. He was just north of this, 2.7 main threes per game in the month of February, shooting 38.6% from distance. But Boston, number two in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency. They have been locked down at number nine in three-point percentage D. So I think Young gets two exactly from outside and falls short of this. That's why the hook hopefully ain't going to do as dirty here, Captain Hook, minus 110 on that under. All right, back to college basketball. I might be drunk, but I'm throwing this out there. I'm taking Georgia, plus 16 against Tennessee. Uh, you look at UGA, they're god-awful. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat this. Number 207 in Bartorvik since February 1st in overall efficiency. However, they're shooting the ball better. 1.095 points per possession. That's respectable. Number 73 in the country in that category over that span. And they're also netting 36.1% along the arc. Um, Georgia, though... Uh, completely terrible when it comes to playing defense. Number 343, an effective field goal percentage D at home. But uh, if you look at road uh, or uh, just dogs in general, 
uh, that are at home this season, Lundy, and they are generating, like, see, 15 or more points per game, they have hit at a 65.6% clip. So the odds are on the side. The trends are on the side. Tennessee far superior in every way, shape, and form. I think it's just too many points for Georgia um, to not cover here. So plus 16 there for me. And then I'll throw out one more. Give me the under. On the Richmond Spiders, 67.5 team total against Dayton. Dayton, one of the slowest teams in the country, 342 in adjusted offensive efficiency, and they're only allowing 0.907 points per possession in Atlantic 10 play. That is setting the pace in that conference. I think Richmond going to be in the low to mid-60s, not quite to 68. Uh, the team that really lives and dies by the three, and they're only shooting 32.1% inside league play and there you have it that is a wrap on this edition of the faith the noise podcast please follow lundy again on twitter at nate lundy check me out there at noisy huevos uh drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast of which kindly and as always until next time fade or follow that is up to you fade the noise